This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's the Now News Panel on AMI-tv. I'm Dave Brown alongside Judah Gupta and Michelle McQuig. We have one more topic to discuss, and this one comes from the mind of our producer, Paul Daniel. There's an increase in sleep tourism, where people plan sleep-centric stays in hotels and resorts all around the world. Park Hyatt in New York offers the Bright Restorative Sleep Suite, a 900-square-foot suite filled with sleep-enhancing amenities. Rosewood Hotels and Resorts launched a collection of retreats called the Alchemy of Sleep, designed to promote rest. I would suggest to you that most vacations, to some degree, promote rest. But, Joita, would you ever consider going to another location just to get a good night's sleep? Yes, absolutely. And I live downtown Toronto. It's always noisy. It never quietens down. Um, And so when I've gone camping, for example, I've gotten some of the best sleep ever because you're out in nature and you get not just, you know, the requisite eight hours of sleep, but you get that deep REM sleep. So 100% I would consider if I was really tired and desperate and and extremely fatigued, I would consider going elsewhere. Michelle, what about you? Um, this is to answer your question. When I read Paul's pitch, I went, oh, cool. I would totally do this. <laughs> um, I, w- I will note that the hotel suite that they're offering here is a little bit larger than my entire home. Yeah, same here. <laughs> However, um, <laughs> no, I-, I think it's a very interesting idea. There are all kinds of factors, especially in, in big cities, like Joita said, um, in which people are not able to get the kind of sleep they need. We know this is a pressing issue. We know there's major health implications for this. Um, The big question I have for some of these packages I would love to see is a bit more equitable pricing because a lot of the people who are less able to take advantage of of good night's sleep and you don't necessarily have uh, favorable conditions for consistent good night's sleep are probably some of those who could benefit from this kind of approach the most and some of those who are probably least able to pay for them. Yeah, equity is certainly a big part of this. I, I I would suggest Paul Paul put down this this note here about is this answering a need or just a fad? I would say for sure the concept of getting more rest and getting better sleep and getting more REM sleep, as Juita put it, is definitely a need. Whether it be our devices, whether it be light pollution, whether it be stress and anxiety and mental health, overwork, all of these things impact people in very, very specific ways, and people do require sleep. I do lean a teensy bit to the fad side on this simply because I would argue a lot of stuff like this, whether it was marketed as sleep, already existed, right? You could go to a Mm -hmm. retreat in Colorado and just go sit by a mountaintop for four days in peace. And let me tell you, you'll get some good sleep. So, Joita, where, where do you stand in regards to this perhaps being a little bit more of a marketing fad than necessarily a, a good faith gesture in promoting healthy habits? Yeah, I agree with you, Dave. I think it, it is answering a genuine need. But the other piece of this around where I think uh, some of my skepticism comes in, and I think it might be a bit of a fad that hotels are pushing, is that, um, let's face it, the hotel industry is in a lot of trouble. Uh, think about Airbnb that's really taken a big chunk out of their um, out of their market. People are now not going to a, a traditional hotel. They're booking Airbnbs, for example. And so hotels are having to find ways to attract guests. 
And so I think this is a bit of a gimmick in the sense that a hotel is basically offering you what they've always been able to offer you, which is soundproofing and a nice mattress and uh, the ability not to be disturbed. You can have a little hang thing on your door that says, do not disturb, and they'll, they'll leave you alone. And they're now packaging it in terms of a wellness uh, priority just because they're also trying to cap recapture the market, mm. the market share that they've lost to, um, to Airbnb, for example. Let me tell you, not all hotel rooms are soundproof. I've had some issues uh, over the years getting some pretty poor nights sleep at hotels. And they don't always have nice mattresses either. And they don't always have <laughs> nice mattresses either. And sometimes they have very loud air conditioners. But Michelle, I think Joita oh and I God. are landing a little bit closer to the fad side on this. Where do you land? I would probably agree with you. I, I, I think <clears throat> as a marketing strategy, I think it's a relatively savvy one. Uh, it certainly jumps off the page and it's something I hadn't necessarily seen before. So it has a bit of freshness to it as a marketing concept. And I, I bet it will actually work on a number of fronts. But yeah, I, I do see it as, as a certain element of marketing spin. However, if uh, hotels feel the need to improve their mattress quality in order to deliver on this promise, I support that. Yeah, no, I, mean, look, I, I do think there is something here, right? You give, give me more air purifiers, give me white noise machines, give me little mm. citrus misters that make it you know feel good. And my big king size bed on super soft sheets that breathe and a mattress topper that breathes. And maybe and we don't have- windows that open and let in some real windows air, Windows that open and let in like, some real air. And maybe the smart thermostats that aren't so bright, they shine into my light sensitive eyes all night long, oh, thus preventing girl. me from getting a good night's sleep. But I will say this, on the whole, I sleep super well in hotels. What about you, Michelle? No, I'm hit and miss. It really depends. It can be amazing. But also, it, 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 there are some hotels that have made me long for my home, like few other things. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, like so, I guess I've had some mixed bags for sure, for sure, including... And I, go ahead. And I'm, I'm not necessarily the target audience for this because I actually do tend to sleep pretty well. Um, so I, I don't feel like I'm necessarily the best person to qualify, but I, I think done right, it can be definitely very effective. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think give me the right amenity and, and, and I'm into it. But I, as I said, I sleep super, super well in hotels and it has nothing to do with CBD, THC and Jack Daniels. Joita, what about you? you sleep better in hotels? <laughs> Yes, and I think it has less to do with the hotels and more to do the fact with the fact that I'm an obsessively busy traveler. Like I walk, I see all the sights, I run around, mm. and so when I get to the hotel at whenever at night, um, I generally just collapse into bed and I'm and I'm and I sleep like a. I sleep like the dead. Mm. And then I do the whole thing all over again next day. <laughs> <laughs> well, this conversation will lead nicely into a conversation we're going to have on Monday with Kelly Braun Johnson, the founder of Completely Inclusive, about paid time off and various vacation policies and what we like in some restful time off from a workplace point of view. So that'll, that'll be Monday morning at about 9.30 a.m., right after we talk to Michelle McQuig for a weekend news recap. So, Michelle, with that, we say goodbye to you for the day. Have a lovely weekend. We'll talk to you Monday morning. Same to you, everyone. Take care. Joita, just before I say goodbye to you, we uh, previewed this on the show yesterday, but you have a really interesting episode of The Pulse that's out there right now. Yes, and we're talking to Judy Human, who uh, was featured in the Cripcam documentary and who wrote a memoir and was a guest on The Pulse once before about a training program that's being offered by Fable Tech Labs. They've got three free, uh, free courses that you can take. Judy Human is teaching one about advocacy in the workplace. She talks to us about that. And you learn about some of the other free courses that you can take on this truly accessible platform if uh, you're someone who is uh, blind or has any other disability and you're a job seeker. And that is an owner of National Employment Awareness Month. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. in October. And just because somebody missed the live broadcast Thursday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time doesn't mean they can't find this on demand. Find The Pulse on your favorite podcasting platform, or you can even check it out on AMI's YouTube page. Hey, Joita, thank you. Hope you're feeling better, and have a great weekend. Thank you. Take care. That's Joita Gupta, the host of The Pulse on AMI-audio. And Michelle McQuig is the weekend news editor at the Canadian Press. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts.